Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, hey, hey. This is NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. I'm excited to announce the launch of my new podcast, Everyday Greatness. The Ray Lewis Podcast. I'll be talking with friends, family members, old teammates, athletes, celebrities, moguls. And guess what? I'll be talking to you. Listen, this is all in the search for everyday greatness. So I'm asking you to come along with me on this ride. Download new episodes of Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis Podcast, every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on PodcastOne.com. It's not what you have. It's what's inside of you that actually inspires greatness. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. The evil bitch that is coronavirus may still be raging outside, but Corolla Drinks is hard at work with another month of Adam's Monthly Nut. This month includes a beard bro beard shaping tool to tame that unruly corona facial hair, and a chew face mask so you can silently protest how f***ing stupid all of this is. A six-foot premium beer bong by beerbong.com you can slug back a few cold, endless rants when the world officially opens up again. And of course, a bottle of your choice. We know times are tough, but we at Corolla Drinks are here to remind you to take a breath, have a drink, and wait for all this shit to be over. Mahalo. Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla. Welcome to another episode of Going Racing, a show that highlights the fastest cars, the best races, and biggest celebrities in the automotive world. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on, man. Get it on. And welcome to another CarCast. I'm Adam Quirrell. That's Matt, the Motorator, D'Andrea. Hello. We are in a diesel Mercedes van. We are driving through the English countryside. We're just leaving Chichester. Chichester. <laughs> and uh, we're leaving the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Uh, we're heading toward Heathrow Airport. We have uh, cameraman Alan. Puck. Puck. In the in the van with us, Dawson is here. Mike August is piloting the van, and Chris Maxpata is working the potentiometers. <laughs> uh, so just to set the uh, mood for you, it's uh, perfect English day. I mean, uh, clouds in the sky, but no rain. Just green shrubbery hedgerows all around us, and uh, we're just leaving the track. We had uh, three days at uh, the Goodwood Festival Speed. Now, you know we've done the 
Goodwood Historics. The revival. Revival. I get caught up every time in that. But um, this is the first time Matt has been and Mike has been to the uh, Festival of Speed. What were your impressions, Matt? First and, of all, and, and, the, and the difference between the two. Yeah, it's this is an epic event. So uh, obviously we went there so you can race your car, your 87 Paul Newman car, up the hill climb. But uh, two things definitely stand out. One is the variety of cars that go up the hill climb. And then two, all the other things that happen at this event. There was rally cars racing in the jungle, in the, you know, in the forest up there. There was, uh, there was BMX bikes doing a show and jumping through the air. And, and uh, the manufacturer paddock areas and displays were, were crazy. And some of the cars we saw going up the hill and motorcycles by the way going up the hill uh you know from modern rally cars and guys like ken block and von gittin jr and uh and ben collins and a handful of guys are driving uh modern cars then we saw can-am cars and f1 cars and uh trans-am cars just just this just this epic collection of cars and we'll we'll show you a lot of those yeah, cars we've but. got hundreds of photos on our facebook page uh, at CarCast Show, and uh, we've got some videos and stuff we're going to be posting up at some point soon. And stuff you'll never see in person, like the uh, 917 30 Porsche, I think 72 or 73 uh, Donahue car, the diehard battery yeah. car, not the movie. The uh, Sunoco. Sunoco. Sunoco, 917. And Die Hard. Oh, no, it's just yeah, Sunoco. Sunoco. Uh, yeah, Die Hard's a white one, I think. But either way, just... This one's blue and yellow. You'll see it in our photos and our, uh, open, our videos. Open canopy and, you know, 1,000-plus horsepower. But uh, And then lots of weird modern stuff, lots of uh, Le Mans stuff. Which stuff- is great to see. We just saw the four GTs dominate at Le Mans and Marino... Frankini was here running his Le Mans 4 GT up the hill. In my run group. In your run group, along with the Corvette guys. The winning Porsche prototype hybrid was there running up the hill that just won Le Mans a couple weeks ago. I mean, these manufacturers literally bring the car right from Le Mans to Goodwood and then go run them up the hill. Yeah. It was funny because the announcer was saying that they could do that all now if they bring any of the new cars out. The new cars doing the hill qualifies as testing. Oh, really? And, and there's only a certain amount of testing you can do leading up to a race. So I guess I, I imagine that the Festival of Speed now is specifically after Le Mans so they can attract those cars because it's not testing ahead of time. Well, just <laughs> some of the craziest the craziest variety of cars or anything with wheels on it, you know, whatever you're into, and NASCAR and what, trucks and everything. It's all there. It's all going up the hill. I'm, uh, drag bikes. There was a funny car. There was a funny car, the drag bike. There was, uh, there was uh, if you love McLarens and you love the, the infamous McLaren F1, there was a McLaren F1 long tail running up the hill there was all sort of uh like gt3 i think uh mclarens and then there was the new mclaren p1 lm which that guy was just driving it like he stole it and uh uh he was setting like track records up there and then um and then our friend our our new friend justin law yes basically had the like top three fastest time and i think he may have the second 
at some point, I don't know if he slipped into third, he's driving a GTP Jaguar car from late 90s, early 2000s. I, yeah. There was so much to see, you, re- you really couldn't digest all of it. But uh, it's quite an event. And uh, it's really just... It's really just something to do to say you did it, but in the best sense of the word, right? I mean, and I, I mean, I mean it's the an words. Event you have but to go to. if you're if you're any kind of car lover at all, this is an event you have to put on your bucket list. Make turn it into a nice vacation. The weather was gorgeous for the most part. Yeah, it turns out humans can't predict the weather. No, nope, we tried. <laughs> they tried. Uh, yeah, so we rolled in on a Wednesday night came out on a Thursday this place is and again you can see the footage and you can see the uh, video video, and see the pictures at uh, carcastshow.com um, there's, there's, a, there's humanity everywhere the eye I mean the, hu- the thing is sprawling it's at Lord March's Lord March uh, estate but where, wherever you look there's people and you can go over the bridge into the infield. There's people. You go uh, the other side. There's people. You go up to the top of the hill. Yeah, there's a ton of people. The the grounds themselves are amazing. You know, just the whole estate is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is, uh, and it's all kind of loosely based on everyone behaving themselves, and sort of everyone except Mike. Yeah, everyone but Mike. <laughs> uh, turns out as bet more. More driving. He's uh, he's an intimidator. Now that Dale Earnhardt's gone, I mean, he may be hated by the locals. Yeah, Mike is uh, quietly communicating with Dawson, who's using my phone to ways us to the airport. But uh, yeah, the the toughest part is the traffic. Getting from our Airbnb three miles out to Goodwood is insane because it's just a bunch of roads that are 500 years old and there's 75,000 people trying to get to one place yeah. on two roads and it's just, uh, it, it is uh, bedlam. But, I uh, expect to walk miles and miles in the mud. So Yeah, bring your rain gear, bring your boots. Don't make the mistake I did, which had to uh, pay top dollar for my, for my boots at the uh, Dingo He gave you hut. four pounds off. That's what he said, four pounds. Well, <laughs> my favorite thing took place at the booth where I bought my boots, which is the place was called Redback Boots. Yeah. And they had their logo. They're Australian is a, is company. A, they're Australian. And their logo is a spider because a redback is a poisonous spider in Australia. And I had to ask every single person at the booth if they knew the song that was that Redback novelty song. There's yeah. a there's a basically a timey kangaroo down uh, version of there was a Redback on the toilet seat last night. Yeah. It's the name of the song. Yeah, you sang your way to a discount. I sang my way right to a discount, <laughs> which is there's a Redback on the toilet seat that I didn't see last night. Uh, or, there was there was a Redback on the toilet seat. Oh, oh Mike's, woo, Mike's doing a move. Sorry. Sorry. We'll, we'll pick it up. <laughs> so we're trying to get around the roundabout. Um, there was a red back on the toilet seat when I went in last night. I didn't see him in the dark, but boy, I felt his bite. 
So the guy sat on a poisonous spider yeah. and got stung in the ass. And I think at some point lost his love. <laughs> but either way, now, how do I know this song? Right. A, I'm me. B, I'm me. <laughs> C, I used to listen to Dr. Demento yes. when I was a kid. In Maxipata, I swear, if you... Oh, you don't have you don't have phone service. That's right. Too cheap for roaming. <laughs> all all weekend, he's like, I don't have data. I don't have data. Dawson, how 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 long are we on the highway for here? Sixty. Sixteen. Sixteen. All right. I'm going to give this to Max Pata. Max Pata is going to tell me who sung that song, what year it was. He might even find it. Australian Australian guy singing about. A spider on his toilet seat. Yeah. Circa 1976. At least probably when I heard it on... Dr. Demento. Right, Mike. (laughs) Dr. Demento. Yeah. Sorry. Hit some rumble strips. No big deal. There you go. There you go. It takes four of us to give him directions. Slim Newton. Slim Newton. What year? I have not heard of that guy. Well, uh, 72. 72. Uh, now, I probably wasn't hearing it in 72, but it was probably a perennial all-star on Dr. Demento. And so we'll, you're saying we'll, it was a hit that lasted decades. <laughs> those songs are timeless, like My Sharona, but I Atola. Right, right, yeah, right. You know, those songs are never dated. <laughs> or Weird Al's My Bologna. I, like, I, eventually... you, know, you know, by the way, let me say this. You know you've arrived... When you come out with a hit, and there's multiple parody songs about it. My <laughs> yeah. Sharona got My Bologna yeah. and Ayatollah. Both from the knack. Sorry, go ahead. Eventually, some Australian guy showed up in the booth. He's like, yeah, I know that song. He was over here in the conversations <laughs> like, I've heard it. He didn't seem particularly impressed with the quality of the song, but the beauty like, of it, I was in. The beauty of it was, this, yeah, some stranger just walked in <laughs> while I was in the middle of arguing with these guys who worked at the Redback. That should be your theme song. Yeah. See, here's what I'm here's what I don't get. And then we'll talk about cars. Oh wait, we need to hear the song, Max Pana. Oh, you're playing the song. I thought you were just You got the song? Um what I don't get is I don't I don't mind that there's a woman named Wendy and I don't mind that the Beach Boys have a song called Wendy and that the Association has a song called Wendy. I mind that the chick named Wendy has never heard of either one of those songs <laughs> and thinks I'm an asshole for bringing it up. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. But anyway, um, we, uh, we made our way all around this place. Um, the, uh, the Nissan, as we'll call it here. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the turbo car. car. Uh, nice. Uh, they did a really nice job on the car. Don Law. Don Law. Turns it. out the proper restoration is is actually a very nice restoration. <laughs> the, yes. the good old English restoration. He did a great job. Super nice guy. Yep. And uh, had a funny moment because his son, Justin, was trying to set the, set the time for the hill climb. And uh, we have it here. I don't play it into the mic. Is it turned up? Yeah, it's, I'll turn it, put it on the speaker. Oh. 
Max Pata, you got to do this. I'm, I'm no uh, computer programmer. Um, before I got in the car, I was in the same run group as his son, and I said, uh, do we check the tire pressure on this car at all, like over, yeah. the, over the long weekend or even before we left? And he said, just get in it and drive, he said. And <laughs> He's right. like, you're not supposed to worry about the tire pressure. You get in and drive. <laughs> and then, uh, speaking of driving. Speaking of driving. Um, and then, oh, here it is. Mike, you're going to be delighted. You get to hear the song I was talking about yesterday. There was a red bag on the toilet seat when I was there last night. I didn't see him in the dark, but boy, I felt his bite. I jumped high up into the air, and when I hit the ground, that crafty red bag spider wasn't nowhere to be found. I rushed into the missus, told her just where I'd been bit. She grabbed a cutthroat razor blade and I nearly took a fit. I said, just forget what's on your mind and call a doctor, please. Because I've got a feeling that your cure is worse than the disease. There was a red back on the toilet seat when I was there last night. I didn't see him in the dark, but boy, I felt his bite. And now I'm here in hospital. All right. A sad and sorry you get it. This is right up there with the time I took a uh, tour of the Coors factory, and we, we were dispatched a cute blonde to give us a tour, and I said, what's the whole deal with the smoking, the bandit, Coors, going to Texarkana? I, what, what was the storyline there? And she said, what? What? And I said, Te- Coors. They, yeah. they put it at the back of uh, Smokey's, uh, uh, the bandit's rig. Why did he get paid so much to take it from Texarkana to Colorado or whatever? And she's like, huh? It's <laughs> like, you don't know the goddamn smoking the bandit story. Like, that should be the first question they ask in an interview, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're getting a job there at the Coors factory? Now, the, the, answer, the answer is it has, to be, it, it has to do with pasteurization and that you can't take non-pasteurized beer or products and, and bring them across state line or something, something of that nature. But that was as egregious as the guys who worked at the Redback Boot Barn, who I had no idea what I was talking about yeah. when I brought that song up. It was an English guy selling the Australian stuff. It was two English guys, <laughs> and they were old enough to know better. <laughs> Either way. Um, so... Uh, the car was great. The car, if, if you guys, well, we'll see a ton of pictures, but it's it's the same car as the sister car I have. Um, yeah. And you've seen me drive before. It pulls. The Planner's Peanuts cars. Yeah, it pulls hard. It's a kind of big car. Um, the thing this is, one was dialed in to what, about 700 or so horsepower? Yeah, close, close to that, I think. Um, the thing that's a little weird about that car is... The transmission, like if you just let go of the stick shift, it just flops right to left. Like it doesn't seem to have a direction. And then it, it's always like kind of like, eh. it's like it, it doesn't really, you know, like most cars. And, you know, the last stick shift I drove was that Toyota Grand Prix car. And you, you just, it was a different pattern naturally. But it also like a lot of cars 
where where the where the engine is sitting. Uh, sorry, where the where the stick comes up out of the transmission versus a bunch of linkage to get there. Yeah, it, it just it has a positive feel to it. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think like. Um, my BMW M3. Like when you put it in first gear, it was first gear. When you put it in second, it was second, and third was third. Like there was there wasn't a lot of yeah question about it. It was it, just a it, short positive shift. And this thing is long and just sort of flops. It flops because you have uh, a remote linkage on that, and there's two bars, and they're both just uh, heimlings, hind joints, like rod mm-hmm, ends, mm-hmm. and they're both a bearing. And it's not like a rubber bushing or, or a urethane bushing. It's just a, a bearing, so it just kind of flops because there's a linkage. It's not the shifter directly attached to the transmission where, like, in the transmission has, like, the little ball on the end where it would go into, like, a T5 or a Tremec or something like that or even a, you know, you know Rock some of the crusher other or something or, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So this one has kind of a remote shifter on it. Yeah, so because of that, you're never really fully positive like what what gear it doesn't it does not drop down into third and pop up into fourth or whatever it is it just doesn't have that feel so you're never all you have is like a little bit of blind faith and and repetition but i didn't know this car that well and it's like i was shifting into first and just going straight up and and always kind of grinding because reverse is right there yeah, reverse like, is so if it, it, like the shift pattern. First gear is down, and then second gear is up, and to the left of second gear is reverse. So if you go yeah. one to second, it's up down, and third is down, and fourth is up again. So it's kind R- of opposite R- what most people would be used to. Right, but if you attempt to go from first into second, and you try to do it in a sort of pronounced way, where you're like, I'm going to go right up and right into I'm going to go up and to the right and pop it up into second. You'll just be in fourth. It's yeah. going, well. So you try to do this thing where it's like, oh, I want to push it straight up and just a little to the right. Because if I just go hard to the right, you'll you'll be in fourth gear. Oh, because you're nervous about getting into accidentally hitting reverse. But I well, think reverse is probably way further off to the left. No, no. Reverse is just straight up. Like, it, it it'll make a oh. grinding sound. Like, if you just kind of did it, like, four times. Yeah. Like, it'll just, it just grinds. It, it doesn't, no, reverse is, that's the whole point. Reverse is, like, not up and to the left. Reverse yeah, it is just should be. forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just pretty much it forward. Be. It would be nice if it was, like, up and hard, but it's just up. Yeah. And so you don't want to go up and out. You'll be in fourth, and it'll just be like, blah, it'll just bog down. But you don't want to try to put it in reverse when you're moving forward either. And third is uh, okay because it just kind of drops down. And you could drop it into fifth, but it usually just drops down into third. And then your best gear is fourth because fourth, you just, you, you, you literally, you don't hold the stick shift at the top. You just use your palm. And you shun it. Yeah. Like you literally just use your right palm and you go, I'm facing forward. If, if you know, noon is right, you know, if 12 o'clock is right in front of me, I'll just take my palm, just going to flatten my hand out, put my palm out, and I'll just push it to o'clock. Just shove it hard right and it'll just land and forth because it doesn't have any choice. Right. There's nothing to pick. That's and- always the best go ahead because... 
but before so when when we would be heading for the finish line and there's a i don't know thousand yards straight away up the hill i was winding it out in third and then i just boom right into fourth because now i would never Did you use fifth at all no no didn't I, need it you didn't need fifth going up the hill and and also that engine and there was tax. any downshifting like there's a few turns in the beginning but after that did you ever get back like down to second or is it just mostly third and I, fourth? I was going into second at the beginning and then somebody told me uh justin told me uh just going to third around gambon or whatever the hell that crazy corner is that everyone worries about and the car's got so much power and so much torque and because it's going up a hill i think it's got a lot of load on it and i'm not yeah. a turboologist but that thing seemed to get up on the pipe really easily because it was going up this yeah. semi-steep grade and it would just you'd mash your foot into it and it would just get right up on it like, yeah going up that hill should like you said put some load on it and give you a little more rpm and then that puts you put you more on the turbo and yeah know, so it was all easy it's just what i was tentative about was and it was fine at the end i just go flying toward the finish line and wedge it into into fourth but i wouldn't have wanted to drop it down hard into fifth or something and grab second or something in a in an area where you have no runoff yeah you have no space you'll see in the video that it's the, the road itself which is basically the driveway up to lord march's estate turned into a race course uh, this hill climb it's about a car and a half wide mm-hmm. you know that's really about it i don't think you could drive two cars side by side up that thing it's about a car and a half yeah and in, in, you know? in, in certain spots and it's it, real right, maybe tight. it crowns a little bit in the middle so if you yeah yeah you're not yeah if you just kind of stay right in the middle yeah you don't have much choice you know, at a certain, at there's a not certain a lot spot. of hey, let's go real wide on this turn and then hit the apex and whatever. It's just now, no. and no, then there's the epic wall. Yes, <laughs> made of flint. She found out flint is the world's sharpest mineral, and uh, they it looks like shale, and they've stacked it high to create a, a some, some sort of um, retaining wall. Mike has now had his second bout with somebody tapping on the brake in front of him to show him that he was following a little too closely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in it looks like a Murcielago or something in front of us. Uh, the cars, I mean, it's the kind of event where there's a Lamborghini Aventador like parked out in the parking lot. And you just walk right past it. Like, yeah. you don't even slow down. You don't even look at it. In the mud. Yeah, just sitting in the mud. Like, all these guys. There's, like, a convertible. What? Yeah, it's a Ferrari. What is that, an Italian? I, I, th- I think it's a 488 Spider. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the kind of event where if there's, like, a Gallardo or something like that, you wouldn't even bother turning your head when you're walking <laughs> past it. It's like, it's nothing. It's a zero. Yeah. And these things are parked all over the place. And then, and some real gearheads, like, I mean, guys who are willing to drive their Porsche turbos through the mud just to get up to the top of the hill to, to park. But yeah. um, everything was a disaster in the parking lot. Like, all the cars that were there were just, 
vans were getting stuck. People were pushing them out. Like, it's a big, muddy mess, but it's uh, it's still just this crazy event. And one of the things that was interesting to to learn was the whole process of of getting the car out there and what you do. And, like, you kind of, you know, we kind of push you out there in your car and you wait in this line and it's all, you know, it's time trial. So it's first come, first serve. And uh, you, you all sort of caravan down to the starting line. And then they launch you one car at a time. And then you go to the top, and all the cars bunch up, and then they go back down. They don't really race down, but they just have fun going down. There's yeah. no, there's no like, return road. No, I, I've seen the thing on TV a bunch of times, and I always thought there was a back road that was a return road. But all there is is a turnaround and a gathering and like a hospitality tent at the top and everyone just parks their car and sits there and waits for everyone else to come up the street and then all the vans with all the support guys come up and it, it's really it, it's it's insanely pointless <laughs> I mean the amount of time it takes but there's something about the fact that it's it's, it's sort of like building a ship in a bottle or something like whoa yeah. what do you need a ship in a bottle for and it's like that's, <laughs> that's the exactly point it. we can yeah we can you know and some of the guys ran for time there was i don't know there was a few hundred cars racing and i think there was about 50 or so cars that were actually competing for time uh and those cars were just amazing to see i mean just going at it as hard as they can for like a mile up that hill and then there was a you know a lot of people just running for fun and there's some exhibition stuff and there's guys riding wheelies on motorcycles up the hill and you know rally cars they they hit the line they hit the starting line real hard and then they get to the grandstand area at the beginning and they just sit there and do burnouts for a second and then they finish the rest of the hill uh, there, there's, a, there's definitely a show. It's a show to put on. I mean, it's not just running up the hill. People have a lot of fun up there. Yeah, it, it, there's really, I, you know, there's really nothing that's even close to it in the U.S. that I can think of, or that anyone can think of. I, I know, I know, it's. Not, I'm not missing something. There's nothing of this scale, of this magnitude, with these kind of vehicles. Yeah, even close, and the whole thing is just this sort of big mixed ballet of everyone kind of doing the right thing because it's all really confined. Getting the cars back up to the paddock, you know, through everyone. Yeah, the crowd is everywhere. Everyone was super nice. Every staff member that worked there, in the streets at the event, the drivers' room, everybody there was over the top nice. They're I, don't, just, they're just, I don't know if there was like a manual they needed to read that said just be really nice or that's just how it is out here. But I, Well, I think there's a phenomenon, which is the security at all these events, the, the people, you know, in the U.S., in, the security looks at us as the problem, the well, people that are attending. There, they realize they're there to facilitate whatever they've been hired to do as far as the event goes so it's like when you come walking in and someone goes you know you, you hold up your driver's badge or whatever and you got your three guys with you they'll just go are these guys with you and you go yeah they're with me and they go yeah. all right and you just blow through 
And they don't even say, all right. They go, have a great meal or have a great day or whatever it is. The exact opposite of what happened to us at Gordon McCall's event at Monterey last year. Jesus, good <laughs> fucking God. I couldn't get my fucking son onto an, an airport tarmac to stand around like with, with a police escort. Yeah. So insane. Like what, what, what happened to us earlier today is when we were done racing, we went to the driver's lounge and had a beer. And then at a certain point, I'm always in like California, L.A., Gestapo, cops, yeah, everything's gotta a, hide a the freak, beer everything out mode, like, hey, listen, whatever. yeah, you, you, you keister that Ziploc bag, I'll take a funnel, <laughs> and uh, I'll put these two Heinekens up your ass, and then I'll put a crazy straw out of it out in the parking lot, <laughs> but you're going to have to, you're going to have to lay down on a park bench and pretend, uh, I'll, 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 I'll you know, pretend like you got stung by a bee, and I'll yeah. pretend I'm helping you, like, it's like, there, it's like, hey, you're an adult, yeah. you, you can have a beer. You're allowed to have a beer. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. And uh, so we were walking out of the place, and I said, uh, all right, let's just walk out of the place. But I'm still in freak-out California Gestapo cop mode. And I said, like, uh, Mike, go get a couple of paper cups, and then I'm going to walk out with this beer, and then I'll put it in the beer. Because I, I, I'm in a, I can't walk out holding a beer bottle. I'm, where I'm from, you'll be tackled and pepper <laughs> yeah. sprayed. And so... Matt and I walked out with our, Matt had a beer bottle and I had a glass of beer and we just walked out of the the bar area into the sort of general pop area and a minute and a half later our waiter came like bursting through the doors and was like, hey, and we're like, what's up? And he's like, hey, uh, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, and he goes, oh, we got caught. Yeah, we got busted. And he goes, did someone forget their sunglasses? <laughs> and it turns out somebody did forget their sunglasses, and we just went back and got them. And he stood there and watched us holding our beers. And he opened the door and said, have and a nice day. He opened the door and said, have a nice day. I mean, look, Enjoy all this, your beer. The stuff you should be doing in California, we're just it's, it's impossible because, A, of lawyers, and B... Look at who, who comprises security. It is 100% people who hate their parents and they don't even know their parents. So what happens when you then show up as the man? Like every single person who works at LAX never met their fucking dad. So then when you show up, guess who you are? You're the dad who walked out on them so many (laughs) years ago and they treat you like an asshole because it's payback time. It's essentially here... They don't apparently have as many broken families or something, or they don't hire assholes from broken families. And uh, now we're pulling up on a convertible. Uh, 430, F430. F430 Ferrari. Ferrari we're going to go in the tunnel. Maybe we can hear it. Red with the bass. Except Mike just blew by him. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Maybe the guy will throw a rev at us. Maybe yeah. Open the window. Come on, Don. Mike. Mike. He'll throw another. He's got another rev to throw. It's like Monaco, man. Yeah. I knew this guy. All right. There he goes. He's got one more rev in him before we get out of this tunnel. 
Of course, he's got this car in front of him that's holding up traffic. <laughs> it's a fairly endless tunnel. Uh-oh. There he goes. He's pissed at this Mercedes that's going <laughs> nine miles an hour. All right. All right. Tunnel's done. Not bad, though. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I don't know why we're excited after what we just heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were listening to air-cooled flat 12. Uh, flat 12 air-cooled Porsche 5.4. I think it was a 5.4. Yeah, 5.4 liter uh, mechanical injection and twin turbo. The yeah. craziest. And then the the Alfa Romeo Can-Am car had a flat 12 in it, which was probably pretty... water-cooled, I'm guessing. But, yes, flat 12. That's an interesting uh, quiz. Like, who's the only air-cooled flat 12? Because Porsche, uh, sorry, Ferrari had the Boxer. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a flat water-cooled. 12 and Alpha Romeo had the flat when I'm guessing water cooled probably 12 but Porsche is the only people crazy enough to do a air cooled flat 12 and, and what did we figure out like 1500 horsepower in that car yeah they said it could go to like 1560 oh. or something with <laughs> magnesium everything and some titanium like that's just the most 1900 pounds yeah, like the most insane vehicle on the planet. I mean, it's basically like one of my Datsun 510s with 1,500 horsepower. Like, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and and major meat. So, uh, you know, we all did what we always do, stared at the, stayed at the uh, Airbnb. Uh, good time was had by one and all. We watched Red Dawn. Yeah. And, and, Youngblood. and Youngblood. And uh, speaking of Youngblood... There's a reason why we watched Youngblood. Because we, right. knew, we knew Keanu Reeves would be there. And uh, he was actually directly behind us in the paddock. Yeah, with, his, uh, with his motorcycle company. Arch. Arch Motorcycle. Yeah. And then uh, Arch and uh, Keanu, uh, he got together with a guy named Guard to collaborate on these really cool bikes. And then we were able to sort of steal away and get an interview with him. That would be Keanu Reeves and Guard, the uh, fella he makes the bikes with. Yeah. All right, so we're here at Goodwood. Keanu Reeves is here. Guard Hollinger. Yes, sir. And, uh, of course, uh, Matt Moderator. Hello. Andrea over there. Uh, Arch Motorcycles is what we're here to talk about. But Thank if we you. like to bleed into a little automotive talk, that'd be oh. fine, too. Uh, so I saw the whole thing on Leno's oh, hang Garage. Hang on one second, though. Huh. We're in Goodwood. Yeah. We're in Goodwood. Also, We're we in can talk Goodwood about... in 2016. The Festival of Speed. Unbelievable. In England. In Chichester. Yeah. In Chichester. <laughs> Chichester. Yeah, we I always I look around and go, this is why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> look at us. He's like, we got nothing to do but throw away money. Right. Walking around talking to guys with... $50 million auto unions and... No, but the legends who are walking around here. I oh, mean, yeah. in terms of motorcycles, for me, it was extraordinary to go see Freddie Spencer and John McGinnis and Colin Edwards and Nicky Hayden and 
you know, it's just really such an amazing environment yeah. to be in and to get a chance to, you know, ride the bikes and be around. You're sitting there on your bike and there's like a McLaren F1 car or a Red Bull car or a 1924 Bruff Superior or it's just Giacomo Agostini in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> we were even talking earlier, just the, the sights and sounds, just to be able to hear Goodwood. Yeah. Just to hear it off the line, the cars, the way they fire it up, and the bikes, they're incredible. Even just walking down the pits and hearing some of these things fire up, it's just something you, we you have, have like, to experience. Well, like five cars down from us and right. five and a half cars down from you guys, because we're right next to each other, is that uh, 917 Can-Am Porsche yeah. with... I had to look it up, 1,560 horsepower yeah. on a flat air-cooled 12. Just turbo 12, huge. It's all engine. horsepower. And, and your feet hang out this far in front of the front axle <laughs> and push behind you. For a bumper. Yeah. Yes, and the thing's probably magnesium. But uh, but let's talk bikes. You guys took the bikes out. We did. On the, yeah. So so let's get everyone caught up. So I saw the whole Leno garage thing, okay. and I thought it was really cool. You guys are building custom bikes, and they're unbelievable. You build them you know, tailored to fit. And we went and looked at them, but just like just the customization that you guys put into the machine work, and we talked about the calipers, which are amazing. The rear swing arm is amazing, just oh, part cool. of the frame, how it's machined and pocketed. It's just, it's just a, it's really just a work of art. The kind of detail that we've seen on a few really special, like SEMA cars, or even, you know, like we mentioned, even Jonathan Ward's Icon trucks or Ring Brothers cars, pretty amazing. But haven't seen that yet on the bikes, and you guys are. You guys are doing it. Thank you. That's nice to hear. So how, how did that come about? How did the marriage yeah. made in hell? <laughs> oh, the story. Yeah. So we make a... Arch Motorcycle Company makes a production custom motorcycle. And uh, it started about six years ago when I, I met Gard Hollinger. I was looking to customize a Harley Davidson. And, um, and we met and uh, talked about doing a bike. And basically, he kept the engine and what? The serial number. From his Harley. Yeah. yeah. And then he designed a motorcycle. It took about four years. Mm-hmm. And then once that bike was built and we rode it, it was really something special. And not only how it looked, but how it rode and the craftsmanship. And I was thinking, like, that bike needs to be in the world. And I think that you were kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> After we rode it. After four years of work, he's like, I don't know if I want to do that again. Well, I'd been in the motorcycle industry for a while, too. So, like, I, I was like trying to like help him say no but he kept saying let's do it yeah yeah because i was like let's make it let's start a motorcycle company and he said no, no. and then uh <laughs> well you're it seems on i mean i, I saw the bikes you brought i don't know five six bikes three out here. three it seems unless like there's, they're multiple there's a few parked in your pack yeah, yeah yeah we're sharing i think the other side of the garage and it's bleeding back and forth so you you packed those things up brought them over from what hawthorne or yeah. something yeah uh, which couldn't be further away, physically or spiritually. <laughs> I'd say from here. It's a different neighborhood. Different neighborhood, and uh, you guys have both been riding them on the track this weekend, yep. right? The driveway. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the driveway. Driveway, the driveway. And, slash track. And I guess the temptation is probably not to show off because it's hard. I mean, there's a crowd, you know. You yeah, wanna, yeah, there's you, a crowd. You want to put on a show, but on the other hand, you don't want to end up in a hay bale. Yeah, showing off can turn south really quick, That's especially right. when it's slippery. But we, what, what Guard did is, like, we have this KRGT1 bike, and then we were thinking, like, you know, you always want to develop, and what's the next thing? And so 
you know, we had talked about coming to Goodwood last year, and Guard had this idea for a kind of limited edition motorcycle, so he built a Goodwood bike, is what we're calling it. It has a shorter rake, and has, what, it's 170 horsepower? Yeah, like a much hotter engine. So even though we couldn't maybe kill it with speed, we could have some sound, and at the same time, we could do some development. Crackle telemetry, and flames. Yeah. So yeah. What, are the, what, are, what are the power plants now? So in our production bike, we use a 124 cubic inch S&S engine. It's a twin cam kind of technology, but they do a proprietary downdraft for us so we can squeeze it between the two gas tank shells. Mm-hmm. And um, we're EPA and CARB approved, which is kind of rare for a small company like ours. So then that's an injected yeah, it's, bike? Yeah, fuel injected. Is it mandatory to be CARB approved? Or well, you guys could do it too? I mean, you, sh- you should, yeah. but yeah. there's different, um, there's sort of different oversight for smaller manufacturers and then yeah. there's guys that can get away with it because you're just flying under the radar maybe there's not a lot of um, you know enforcement but we're in California and we yeah. wanted to do the right thing you know so we make some play bikes like the Goodwood bike obviously is just a test bike and it doesn't it doesn't meet the emission requirements what our production bike does well I was talking to Keanu about it and I said uh, you know like Singer was around before the Porsche guys I mean literally pardon the pun they didn't get much traction for about like a long time yeah. and now they're they're hooked up there's like, a big waiting list huh and yeah, then, yeah and then John the aforementioned John the Ward we just went to his, waiting his new facility and it was like 60,000 square feet yeah. in Oga yeah. Park getting up to like 90 He's right. trying to get another building, I think. Is so, he how many just connected to where he is already? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. I'm not quite sure how he's doing it, but he's, he keeps growing over there, and he's got a whole back lot of cars yeah, that haven't been built yet. Old, yeah, old Toyotas and Broncos. And- right. <laughs> how, many, how many bikes are you guys planning to make? Are, so, are they a limited edition, or you're just... You're, well, they're limited by virtue of what we have the capacity your, to build. That's it. Capability is they're limited edition, but we're hoping this year to, to build maybe 25. We yeah. make over 200 of the parts, you know, a lot of CNC work, custom welds, and um, so we make them to order, you know, so we don't, we've, we've built some mules, and so we have some test bikes and some show bikes, but it's basically if someone orders the bike, because it's a production bike, but it's custom, so yeah. if someone orders the bike, then we build it for them and curate the design, the livery, and fit it to them, of course. Is there, is there what kind of lead time are you guys looking at now if somebody wanted the bike? So a typical lead time is 90 days. So because we manufacture the parts in batches, it becomes sort of working with finishes, the personalization aspect of it, and then assembly time. And the assembly time is really pretty quick. But that's the fun part is sitting down with you guys and personalizing it and saying, I want kind of this finish or that finish or or whatever. Like I imagine similar to cars, people that ride bikes, maybe more so on bikes, they have a certain type of of riding style or something that they want, front pegs, rear pegs, mid pegs, things like that, right? Yeah, which is what we do. Yeah. So, Keanu, you've always been riding. Like, I remember in the Leno spot, he was talking about you riding his bike oh, over yeah, the yeah. Tonight Show and stuff. Yeah. I have a moment in my head, fakest, or the, like, you know when you watch a sports film and you're used to play baseball and you can tell that dude never picked up a bat like that actor, right, never right. picked up that bat before? I have one in my head, but what's the fakest movie, I ride a motorcycle, can't use Fonzie? Oh, okay. <laughs> but you want, like, that dude doesn't ride. He's just oh. an actor, and they just gave him a bike. You have one? I mean, as an actor and as a writer, yeah. you, must, you must have somebody. I only have the people that, like, you know, who actually did it. You know, like Steve McQueen. You know, I have, like, 
I don't know. Was, but he uh, writes. You go through life well, looking for the positive. I, I, I focus do. on the negative. You go your <laughs> Richard Gere. Richard Gere? In the, in the beginning of Officer and a Gentleman, he's riding his oh, motorcycle yeah, yeah. onto the base, and he stops at a four-way stop sign, and he, he's looking all cool because it's Richard Gere at 29 years old. Yeah, he's right. riding in with his tattoo, and he takes off, and both his feet stay out like pontoons, oh. like for the next 80 feet. And I said... Guys who ride bikes pop the other foot back up, let the clutch out, and just take off. They don't do the full flying W right. all the way down the intersection. And I said, that dude doesn't ride a bike. Oh, well, they just no. took his training wheels off, so he's a little yeah, balanced. Like, it was a riding style choice. <laughs> That's it. Maybe yeah. he had a very choice. busy night, and he was a little, <laughs> s- a little sore in the groin area. And and he was 29-year-old Richard here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I suppose. I got no place else to go. <laughs> yeah, and as a guy who's done a push-up once, that was not a good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So no. You know. Yes. Go ahead. I was going to say about the bikes. I want to talk. I just want to hear a little bit about you guys riding the bikes. What you thought of that? Because it is still Goodwood. Yeah. You know. So now you've got them, and you built this prototype for Goodwood. Yeah. Have Have either of you been here and, and no. run the hill before? No. 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 So this is this was the first time. Yeah. I mean the hill, you know, the driveway. Right. Yes. The marches yeah. driveway. The hill yeah. climb. Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? It was a little intimidating the first time, especially with all the rain the day before, and then you yeah. show up in the morning and it's like mud on yeah. the surface of the yeah. track. Walking here through the yeah. through the parking lots and we're soaking <laughs> mud, we're like, what's gonna what's gonna be yeah. what's so, the track gonna be like? Exactly. And you don't even know where it goes. You don't yeah. know what the surface is gonna feel like. I, just learning the process, Adam and I were talking about that. We're like, well, what do you do? Do you go up and is there, just, is there another road yeah, that comes right. back around? And they're like, no, you go up. Everybody bunches there. You turn around and you come back. And there's a group of vans. The vans are crew members for the team. Yeah. And it's supposed to be everybody can get in. All the cars run. You wait. All the crew gets into these vans with jumper batteries and things like that for the cars. And then we're supposed to get up there and be able to quickly look over the car make sure that nothing's broken, jump the battery if you need to, and go back. But the schedule for this is we've, we've been up there twice now in the van, and right when we get out, I They're see you leaving. pulling away. Like, yeah. you can't even run over and wipe down the windshield. And like, get back in the van, we're going back down. And we're like, let's just assume everything's fine. Hmm. So the, the whole process was kind of interesting. It's the, first the Goodwood day, process. It's the Goodwood process. Had you driven here before? No. Oh, okay. No, I, I want to go to the historics and do that. Cause it's like it's in on August a, on or something. Or track, something. yeah. Okay. And drive like a Cortina, like a right-hand drive nice. Cortina or yeah, something. Yeah, the revival something in September. Something cool like that. Cause you can wear the clothing? Oh, well, you have to, yeah. man. Yeah, sure. So, um, so the bikes we're building. Um, again, it's like a it's a production motorcycle, but it's it's designed for you. It's kind of like bespoke. Um, we're running an SNS, 124 cubic inch, two liter, homologated. It's got about 100 horsepower, 115 foot pounds of torque in the back. Uh, Lots of billet aluminum gas tanks, like, starts at 300 pounds, turns into, like, what is it, 5 pounds? Uh, about wow. 20 pounds. 20 pounds with both shells and the assemblies wow. on it. Um, wonderful finishes, uh, doing a lot of anodizing, doing some paint now. Um, Olean's just worked with us with the suspension. We got some carbon fiber wheels from BST. We're running some Michelin rubber on it. Um, ISR brake components. What else we wanted to talk about in that? 
Well, it's oh, uh, and each it, and each seat is handmade for yeah. the customer. It's sort of it's unique in that it's a it has all the things that are good about a production motorcycle, but then all the things you like about a custom motorcycle that make it unique. And when you show up someplace with all the other motorcycles, yeah. there's not another one like it. And this bike you can ride. Yeah, like for for us, it was, was really important, important about the well, riding hold experience. On, I can ride it. I don't think Matt can ride it. Why can no, you ride it? it? It's I'm a little expensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not so so they're running. I'm not intimidated by the bike. I'm intimidated yeah. by the price. Oh, I mean, the ability to they're, running, yeah. they're running 78k. Okay. Yeah. Is there options beyond that? Does it start there, or they usually come in around 78 to 80,000? No, no, they no, they start there, but we haven't built anything really beyond that. We did a bike for the last year's Neiman Marcus catalog, but it was sort of a bike and an experience and it was a little bit more but um, so far nothing's been above that and where's the, the website where maybe people can check out the www.archmotorcycle.com no s alright guard let's talk a little business any movies coming up <laughs> uh, well I just finished um, a little something called Adam Carolla's podcast oh <laughs> man that's, that's right to the top of that we, we need to edit page. it still yeah well <laughs> That's a little sad, kind of a, but we'll tie it Kind of an out. action movie. Keanu, last time I was talking to you, we are sitting in a trailer <laughs> yeah. in, in, in uh, Long, Long Beach. Beach. Oh, yeah, the celebrity race. And you were telling me about a movie about a guy who went to outer space and just got trapped in outer oh, space. Oh, right, Passengers. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, did he do that movie? Yeah, did somebody else do that movie? Yeah, someone else got to do that movie. Yeah. You should have done that movie. No, I couldn't do it. They didn't want me. You're so. not a passenger. You're a driver. A, yeah. You ride, man. I don't think he's going to get in the space nice station with his hands. They did make that movie, which is <laughs> the really Richard cool. Gear. They segment. did make the movie. <laughs> they did make the movie. Did they? Did it? Did it come out? No, it hasn't been out. They're just finishing it now. Oh, good. Yeah, it's got Jennifer Lawrence and. Oh really? Yeah. So that thing we were talking about, oh, well, yeah, they were they, looking for yeah, us. Yeah, they made it. They made it. Yeah. it was it's that not your, with me. Did you write it? Was it your idea? Or um, yeah, it was so something that uh, myself and the producing partner uh, developed with a really great writer, um, John Spades. Oh, good. I'm 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 so happy that movie's coming out. Yeah, I'm not in it, but <laughs> I, uh, but it's cool, man. The story got told. And it's a great story. Well, uh, Keanu saw the uh, Paul Newman documentary, which oh, is you awesome. Yeah. That either. Yeah, it was great. really great. Well done. Glad you liked it. Well done. Well, now you got... have Paul Newman fever, right? I mean, you're like... Yeah. But I mean, but also... That, that, that sounds movie. gayer than it is. <laughs> <laughs> but what's great about it, though, I mean, it, it's really great. Oftentimes, passion and interest ends up being the curator and the collector of, of personalities or people, you know, in the sense of the the things that they've done you know and you were telling me the story about Paul Newman and, and the vehicle that was at what was it was behind the, the velvet rope it was just one of his yeah, Datsuns yeah GT1 is 85 GT1 champion yeah car. it's you know, like all broken down and just sitting around in Danbury Connecticut and I was like we gotta put it together and drive it you know and yeah 500 grand later it's almost done yeah. <laughs> and, no but uh, I mean that kind one of more year yeah but your interest in curatorship and you know these you know, you're putting together that legacy and letting it, you know, be sh- live and also probably to share it with other people. Well, you know, it's nice. A lot of people, like if we go do a race, like at Laguna Seca or something, they come by, some dude in his 40s, and he goes, I was with my dad. We saw the Detroit Grand Prix. We saw the Trans Am. Paul was yeah. driving the mm-hmm. car. You know, dad's passed away, but I was nine at the time or 12 right. at the time. And this, I remember this car, like, right. from, from that. 
And then I go, don't fucking touch the car. <laughs> this costs a lot of money. Get away. <laughs> Actually, get a step away. I'll, I'll leave a threaten yet. with a beer or a cigarette. I'll be like, back off, Jack. <laughs> and then I hide my trailer. But, you know, the, the thought <laughs> yeah. is there. Yeah. yeah. He only opens the door and yells at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. He goes back in like a hermit. <laughs> no, we, we, we go out and try to break them. I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's the deal. Yeah. And, and if they do break, and they have, we just fix them. And just like they did back then. And, you know, we get the car, we get the molds for the fenders mm. and all the blanks and everything. And, uh, you know, just try to not scratch up the roof because that's, that's original. A lot of the other stuff's all been broken and swapped out and yeah. whatever anyway. And, you know, we can fix, straighten, or weld anything. As so as it's not upside down. Yeah, the plan is just <laughs> is there going to be Corolla racing? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. We go out and do four or five events a year. Bring the cars out. The reason I'm here is because this cars was here in England, and I just said, "Oh, if it's here, keep it here, mm. and I'll come get it. I'll meet you at Goodwood." And that's that's sort of what happened with this. But this yeah. car will come back to uh, Glendale, California, and join its sister, the '88 car, and we'll we'll finish the GT1 '85 car and take it to Laguna Seca. And try to break it this year. So, but you're not going to become a team owner, team manager. I don't. I feel like a. You know, you're an A-list celebrity. I'm like D plus, C minus on, on a good don't, day. Don't. You got to be positive. Get a positive. You gotta, <laughs> come on. Those documentaries on. don't make a ton of cash. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I, I'm not a Patrick Dempsey level yet, but uh, yeah. who knows? Wouldn't rule it out, though. You're Don't doing rule something. It out. I'm there's doing some something. There. There's a love yeah. for it. Dad. Yeah, there's a passion. And you guys, yeah. can, anytime you like, just uh, come on by. And we see hope you guys would you. come by and bring uh, bring one of the bikes. Yeah, that'd be and, cool to uh, see. And bring it over to the studio. We'd love to see that. Okay. okay. All right, guys. We'll Cheers. get back to the beer, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Kenny. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank so Appreciate it. Thank you. One more time, the website for people that want to know. Archmotorcycle.com <laughs> well, thank you, Guard, and thank you, Keanu. <laughs> Why does he even use his last name? It's not like a bunch of guys knocking around Hollywood. Which Keanu? Which which Keanu? <laughs> Keanu Johnson, Keanu Brown. I know a ton. Of, I went to high school with a whole bunch of Keanus. <laughs> <laughs> those guys, uh, those guys were good. Those motorcycles are amazing. You're gonna see a bunch of uh, photos about of the motorcycles, photos of the cars, the events, and videos. Go to carcastshow.com. Definitely check out our social media. The Facebook page at facebook.com/carcastshow has I don't know two or three hundred photos up there, several posts. Uh, some cool, very cool stuff you want to check out. Yeah, and Chris took pictures of all the cars and then the placards that told you what the car is because <laughs> no you wouldn't know the jaguar xj13 experimental right, car the one of one car that we just found and and yeah, really cool stuff like it, you could be the biggest car encyclopedia in the world and you're going to see stuff you've never seen before but that jag was parked 18 feet from where we were parked and 19 feet from where we were parked was the 917 Can-Am cars. Yeah. I mean, the, the most exotic stuff on the planet, and that was just in our little neighborhood. There was the auto union across the way. Uh, oh, this, they have the double rear wheels. And uh, the Porsche 930 Baby. Yeah. With the 2-liter engine 930, or 935. Just everything and then some. All right. So, until next time, this is Adam Corolla. 
from Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.